Welcome to Music Journeys. I'm Mike Foley. The 11-track There Is So Much Here solo release from Glenn Phillips reflects his appreciation of the little things in life and the freedom to write and record meaningful material. I feel like the songs that I've been able to write in the last number of years are hitting a groove that's certainly not as mainstream and popular as what I've done in the past. They're not cool, and they're not sexy, and they're not any of those things that I was told were important for so many years in rock music. So it's been nice to get old enough to say, like, screw it, (laughs) and just enjoy making the kind of music that makes me feel good. Just ahead on Music Journeys, we'll hear all about his latest album, and of course some reflection on his band, Toad the Wet Sprocket. Quick reminder that WCBE's podcast experience has additional ways to follow and interact with the show. Also, check out some of our other programs in that podcasting hub. Movie reviews, healthcare, education, sports, leadership, and this show, too. Glenn Phillips, our featured guest on this edition of Music Journeys. Thanks for listening. This is Glenn Phillips of Toad the Wet Sprocket and other things, and this is my music journey. Stone Throat opens the 11 track There Is So Much Here released by Glenn Phillips and it reflects an awareness and appreciation of the little things. Wherever you are, uh, if you slow down, if you pay attention, there is more happening at any given moment than you can possibly take in. And we find ourselves like historically distracted uh, you know, to a degree that, that I, I don't think our systems can quite tolerate uh, the amount of kind of random input and distraction, and you know, even like the little dopamine pump of our phones. Uh, and, and lockdown for me was this time I, I felt, feel really, you know, privileged. Um, I was able to move in with my partner and was able to be home for probably the longest I'd been home in 20 years and just start to slow down again and having to just notice little things and not be able to run away from myself as much. And, you know, for me, a lot of this record is trying to kind of remember the good parts of that time and somehow integrate it with a life that's once again going back to, you know, whatever we call normal. Phillips' journey in music has been anything but normal. Born and raised in Santa Barbara with parents who were experts in science, Phillips credits their curiosity for informing his creative side. Then, Phillips met his future Toad the Wet Sprocket bandmates in their high school's theater program. We did Oklahoma and Our Town together. Todd, the guitarist, lived about two blocks away from me, and he had a car 
a station wagon so I could throw my bike in the back and I would beg him for rides home. So we started writing songs together and, and I was, up until it seemed like the band might actually get signed, I was through high school completely theater driven, wanted to actually be like a high school social sciences and, and theater teacher. For some reason or another, we uh, ended up getting a record deal. <laughs> and I had the idea that like, ah, this will take two years, we'll get dropped, and then I'll go back to school. And um, it just kind of never happened. So it was a surprising turn of events for me. The band's third album struck a chord with music fans, led by this song. to do back in the 90s is to be on a major label and then act like you were in an indie band and didn't actually want to hit. Uh, Pearl Jam did it. <laughs> you know, Counting Crows did it. All these bands did it. You know, you have a hit and you're like, I don't want to play that. And I really appreciate that song now. <laughs> and it's opened a lot of doors uh, for all of us. And I see the value in it right now. I think there was a period where I felt like the hits were trying to trap me in the past. And now I think I have a better understanding that it's not personal. When music hits you in your college years, uh, it sticks with you forever. And it's like this really, God, even if you were like eating ramen, living in the crappiest place, you hear a song that you were listening to back then, and you kind of return to the better memories of the time. And it's a really great time travel. It's like the opposite of nostalgia because nostalgia is the pain of the past, right? And this is like, just like, ah, what a good time it was.
After five albums and with the band on hiatus in the late 1990s, Phillips continued his craft as a solo artist. But his love of music began to wane with the constant focus on industry metrics. Which had nothing to do with why I like making music. I don't care about winning. I, I just don't. And when you do this professionally, you're supposed to succeed at these things. I eventually just had to admit that I didn't want to succeed at particularly. And I found myself doing community choir leading and doing things that were really outside the, the, you know, the rock touring world. And those enabled me to go back to, you know, write about divorce and loss and grief in a way that was hopefully more universal. And so writing songs like Grief and Praise. I feel like the songs that I've been able to write in the last number of years are hitting a groove that's certainly not as mainstream and popular as what I've done in the past, but I get a lot more people playing my songs at funerals or listening to them when they go into chemo or telling me they helped them, you know, when somebody, when they got divorced or when they lost their child or, you know, like that's the stuff that really means something to me. I don't know, being a tool to help somebody get through a really vulnerable time in their life. And not that every song has to be that heavy, but that's kind of my new metric for success. I, I'm like, I, I feel like I get paid in tears now. Like anytime I see somebody ugly cry in the front row, I feel really good. I feel like that's a good show. Because, <laughs> um, I, I, you know, it's like music is what breaks me open. And... Uh, and it can do that in a really joyful way. The thing I love about the community choir leading is the songs are so happy and joyful and uplifting. Um, and they're not cool and they're not sexy and they're not any of those things that I was told were important for so many years in rock music um, that I never quite believed in. And so it's been nice to get old enough to say like, screw it <laughs> and, and just enjoy making the kind of music that makes me feel good. You can call it magic You can make believe Or just find the beauty In the things you see In a rosy sunset Or a blue 
in the subtle shifting of a single hour in the eyes that catch yours from across the hall there is no feels good. I think there's a big difference between, I guess, petitionary prayer, like somehow expecting that if you say thank you in the right way, to using the right names, that you will be showered with blessings or get what you want, as opposed to a way of being suffused with awe. And for me, the thing that music does more than anything is, is this opportunity to kind of disappear into wonder. So I think Call the Moon Dust expresses that in a certain way. Other tracks are less personal and deliver a universal message. something that feels certain and uh, the only thing that truly certain is that everything is changing and we can't predict where it's going to go and there's no guarantee we'll bail ourselves out. It kind of calls on us to expand ourselves in ways that are imaginative but not delusional and I I think that's where the (laughs) the challenge is. Attention is a rarer and rarer commodity. We're, We're very distracted generally. And the technology thing is, is a hard one because, I mean, especially during the pandemic and, and you've done a bunch of these virtual things like that is so valuable to people it, even since. It's just it's wonderful to connect like that and to see you and other artists performing. But then when you're talking with someone in person and you've got that device on you and it you know vibrates or whatever it does, either the person you're talking with is distracted right? Or wanting to check it or you're doing it? Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody always hearkens back to the good old days. I'm, I'm mostly hearkening right now to try to figure out how I can construct a life where I don't feel the need to bring a phone with me everywhere and where I don't habitually check it and where I can kind of, I don't know, regulate the addiction I have to connectedness and technology in some way that might be healthy. And at the same time, like it's offered us amazing connectivity. But then again, when I was a kid, I don't know, connectivity was my neighborhood. You know, connectivity was reading a book or just shutting up and going for a walk. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what we do. I'm still trying to work out my own relationships for that. We fix our gaze and rest assured. Past will come once more 
That for me was the biggest surprise on the record was uh, when I was a riot. I did not expect that to actually make it to the album. I think the fact that the album exists at all is is, <laughs> is interesting to me just because of the origin of it. These were all songs that were written for a songwriting game uh, with Matt the Electrician. He sends out a title every week and there's just about 25 of us currently who play the game and it's a great exercise to kind of it's this Rorschach test right you're, you're handed a title you know sound of drinking and I knew that there were going to be a lot of songs about bars what would another tack be on you know and instead it's about the sound of drinking water it's about like noticing the tiniest detail uh, and appreciating them the sound of drinking water Turning of the leaves The movement of the moon The spaces in between The long year The Reflecting a little more on Toad the Wet Sprocket, Phillips remains proud of the band's impact and sees more ahead. The Moment, the song that we've had probably more than any other song, a lot of, just as far as, you know, letters, emails, people, you know, saying that that song kind of helped to turn some corner. Every path you follow, there's another And it's been beautiful to move the band forward, too. I feel like we, as a unit, the three of us now started to finally, because we've been through, you know, I don't know, if you turn on any episode of, you know, behind the music, like we've done it all. Every band has been, (laughs) you know, it's been a long journey and it's not done. There's a mutual 
respect uh, for each other and for each other's talents and for the band itself. I feel like there's there's an excitement within the band that we haven't had in decades, and it's amazing to have that entity and those relationships turn a corner that at so many times I would have walked away from, and I'm really grateful for where we are. Everything may change, but the quality and genuine nature of Glenn Phillips remains. We had a little more fun and reflection with him in the Fast Five. Here we go. First song you can remember hearing that you loved? Probably could be, who knows, it's only just out of reach, down the block, on the beach, under a tree. Something's coming from West Side Story. I got a feeling there's a miracle too, gonna come true, coming to me. Could it be? Yes, it could. Something's coming, something good. If I can wait, something's coming. I don't know what it is, but it is gonna be great. I don't know. It's so hopeful. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, how about the song that makes you feel uh, the most nostalgic or reflective, kind of sparks memories for you? And the good ones. You mentioned nostalgia before. Oh, um, for the last 10 years or so, I listened to to uh, The Weatherman by Gregory Allen Isaacov. I'm running from nothing, no thoughts in my mind. All my arms all black, but I saw something shine. Thought that part was yours, but it might just be mine. I could share it with you if you gave me time. I'm all blood and not Longing for home. Just got really into it right before my divorce, and then through that whole time, and then the last decade, and I still wake up to uh, the song Second Chances. Like if I have an alarm on my phone, that's the song I still wake up to. And that song took me through the biggest transition in my life and the biggest loss and also some of the biggest openings and the most joy I've ever had. So last 10 years have been very full in a really beautiful way. So that that song has been like a marker through all of that. That's wonderful. Uh, how about the song, uh, your go-to song for dancing or uh, you know a tune that you hear and you just can't sit still when you hear it? Ooh, uh, Uh, You know, the the, the song that I've ended up dancing to most recently is mostly because my partner just likes it, is uh, when we're feeling like we need like a dance in the kitchen and uh, to get closer again. She wants uh, Somebody to Love Me by Whitney Houston. We need to break an awkward moment with a uh, very short dance party. That's that's the go-to. 
I like that. That's a good one. Uh, okay, how about the song that makes you feel like working out or uh, motivates you to do something that maybe you don't feel like doing at the time? Oh, well, the song, I don't know why I go into this. It's Creator versus Snitch by Santa Gold. Like for a running song, it's so hyped. I totally love it. Yeah, Santa Gold's first album. <laughs> <laughs> hey, last one is a song that lifts you up when you're feeling down. No Hard Feelings by the Avett Brothers. And no hard feelings. Lord knows they haven't done. good for anyone Kept me afraid and cold With so much to have and hold That's been like a major song in my life. Yeah, I, I would basically give every song I'd written to have written that one. <laughs> you know, how precious life is, how short it is, and how you want to go out. How you live your day is how you live your life. Absolutely. Glenn Phillips, uh, what a thrill to chat with you. And sincerely, thank you for all the music that you've been a part of over the years. I mean, you've enriched my life in, in numerous ways. So I appreciate that so much. Uh, thank you. Take care. I'm Mike Foley. Talk to you again on the next Music Journey. Ooh.